This is Trav Johnson with the Access a Story podcast, discovering more about faith formation, culture, and the story of God. You can follow us at accessastory.com or you can follow me at travjohnson.com. Welcome along to our next set of podcasts. This is actually podcast number four in our Sherpa series. We are in between retreats two and three. Remembering retreat one, we looked at the story of culture and the story of God. And retreat two, we've just come out of that, where we looked at three parts on the story of Jesus, his identity, his purpose, and his priorities. And there was an emphasis on our role uh, in that retreat in seeing our community shaped by the story of Jesus. We thought of leadership as uh, joining Jesus in taking responsibility for the care of those around us. So we're looking forward to unpacking uh, some thoughts around um, around who Jesus is and why he came and, and what he what he did. So welcome, Nate and Adrian, once again to our podcast. Thank you, Trev. Thanks, Trev. Yeah, it's good to have you along. Um, so we spent some time at the retreat. Adrian, you were there with us, and we spent some time thinking through the story of Jesus' birth, uh, his boy, boyhood and his baptism uh, to consider who Jesus is. Is. And so the simple question I want to ask you guys as we start off today is, who is Jesus? That sounds like a trick question. And just in case it is, I'm going to handball it to Nate to begin. You can't do that because I pointed at you, so you have to go first. <laughs> no, but I said it first. I'm being very gentlemanly. <laughs> very gentlemanly. How do I host in this situation? I don't know. All right. Nate, have you got some thoughts? Sure. Yes. Who, uh, is who is Jesus? So that is a very broad question. And there's been a couple of books written on that. <laughs> My simplest answer of who is Jesus is that Jesus uh, is the one who came to show us exactly what God is like. Mm. So that's kind of everything for me spills out of that, that when we look at Jesus' life, his teaching, and then what he accomplished, all of those things help us to understand the heart of God, the character of God, the priorities of God. Um, and so, yeah, Jesus comes to be able to do that. But we also obviously understand that Jesus is our rescuer as well and the one who gives us the opportunity to participate in God's work and be a part of God's family. Um, but, yeah, it is certainly a very broad question for sure. Mm-hmm. And the sense of, of Jesus ushering in the kingdom of God, the mm. kingdom of heaven as well, the fulfilment of Old Testament prophecy, all of that is, is intertwined with a sense of, you know, who is Jesus? It's interesting as people often look at the Old Testament and kind of go, well, that's, that's one element of God that is shown in, in, in the, the warrior king, if you like, uh, the one that, that commands destruction and all those sorts of things that, that um, at one level seems very harsh on the Israelites, but also is a very just and loving God. And then the thought is, well, Jesus shows us the, the human, the loving side of God. I'm not sure about about that. Um, I, I think that's probably the view of Jesus, the New Testament God of the Old Testament that I was brought up with. Mm. But increasingly, I'm uncomfortable with that. Mm. What are your What are your thoughts so around that? So you're talking that? about the continuity of who God is throughout the narrative of, of Scripture. That's right. So, yeah, that's okay. right. That, that Jesus is more than just showing us the the, the nice, the human side of God. It, there's more to who Jesus was than that. Mm. Yeah, I th- my sense is that Jesus does 100% show us what God is like. And that does create a whole bunch of challenging questions about, well, what on earth was going on <laughs> in mm. some parts of the Old Testament? Um, but for me, that's exactly the point. If we look at everything through the lens of Jesus, then all of a sudden some of the things that seem a bit more confusing in the Old Testament actually become clearer because we do understand that God has always been a God of grace and a God of love and a God of forgiveness and a God of faithfulness, which we've talked about before, in terms of the journey of the Israelites. Um, 
but there are still definitely some questions in the Old Testament to say, well, how does this match up? But that's where I would always say it's so super important to come back to Jesus ultimately and to recognise there are some cultural reasons or some specific circumstances that means that God didn't necessarily act the way that we would expect him to act in who we see as Jesus. Yep, yep. So there's another uh, element to this question because we're answering this question from from our perspective. If it was possible to put ourselves in the sandals of you know, someone who walked with Jesus, or someone who heard of Jesus, or someone who was you know, present present time when Jesus walked the earth, uh, and we ask the question of that of that person, whether it's someone who's a disciple or someone who's on the periphery part of the crowd, maybe it's a religious leader, and we ask the question, "Who is Jesus?" How would how would you mm. respond to that? Could you put yourselves in the in the uh, situation or circumstances of a present present day character uh, when Jesus was here and, and answer that question? It's depending on whether you ask the question of one of Jesus' disciples, one of the Pharisees, just one of a a woman, for instance, you'd get a different response, ranging from he's a wise rabbi mm. through to well, he he claims to be, and we think he might be, you know the. The, the Messiah, the Son of God, we're not sure, um, through to he's, he's just a troublemaker. He's just usurping authority and he's trying to cause trouble with the Romans. Yeah, and I think we, we see in all the interactions that Jesus has that there was mass confusion about who this guy is and even the ones who did understand, well, he's the Messiah, he's the rescuer, the one who's going to come and do everything that's been prophesied for so long, their understanding of what that looked like was clearly skewed because they were expecting this warrior king who was going to come and this person who was going to restore Israel to the most powerful nation on earth. Mm. So particularly <clears throat> as we get to the end of Jesus' life, we see a whole bunch of very confused conversations with the disciples and Jesus, yeah. with them kind of saying, but how, that doesn't make any sense and that doesn't fit with what my expectations are of what you're about to do. So, yeah. And then you have Jesus standing up and, and reading reading the scroll, reading from Isaiah and basically saying, I am the fulfilment of this ancient prophecy. Really clear, there it is, bang. I am, I am he that has been foretold. Mm. But then other times when the disciples say to Jesus, well, you know, who are you? And Jesus re- replies with a question, you know, who, who do you think I am? Mm. It's interesting that he, he, he often doesn't give direct responses mm. and yeah. it is really that sense of who do you think I am? Where are you at in your understanding? Which tells me it was a key question. Uh, you know, there's a sense where this the narrative of the gospel seems to be about the identity of who Jesus actually was and, mm. and who he is. Uh, so if I can just turn the question once more for you, um, think about um, Jesus himself. Uh, we've thought about, uh, in the retreat certainly, we've thought about him uh, through through birth and the various prophecies that were fulfilled at that time. We thought about that time that he was in the temple uh, when he's yep. uh, talking with the, uh, with the scholars, uh, talk, tells his mum and his mother yeah. and father, Joseph and Mary, wouldn't you, didn't you know I'd be in my father's house? Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, with the baptism, there's a really strong narrative there around the identity of Jesus. If you were to put yourself in the sandals of Jesus, <laughs> how would you think uh, we might answer that question? Uh, who did Jesus think he was? Gee, that's a, at one level we think, well, that's that's really simple and basic response. Mm. But then at another level we think, at what point in Jesus' life did he fully grasp yeah. his destiny? Mm. Yeah. 
and and I think scholars can't agree on that. No. You know, I guess by the age of twelve, when he stood up in the temple, you know, when when his parents discovered him in the temple, I guess you can assume he had a, had some sense of his true identity there. But up to that point, I'm not sure. Mm. I'm not sure at what point he he, mm. he realised who he actually was. Yeah, I think uh, some of the Superman movies have been helpful for me in time, trying to think through some of that stuff. I yeah. think as we see Superman coming to Earth as a baby and then discovering his superpowers and all those sorts of things and then eventually understanding where he really came from and his identity and that. My sense is, probably just because I've watched too many Superman movies, <laughs> that that's the same with Jesus, that there is this kind of evolving understanding for him of who he was and why he was here. I certainly don't think that he kind of, as a baby, <laughs> was lying there in the crib yeah, uh, yeah. aware of <laughs> his destiny and what was going to go on. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, and, I, and, yes, there's that snapshot when he's 12, so something had started to clearly form at that point. Mm. Um, and, yeah, but my suspicion is that a part of the reason why that time in the desert was so significant for him just as he begins his ministry is probably because there's an element of some of that stuff being mm. formed in a very significant way during that time mm. and him really spending a lot of time with the father saying, okay, now I understand what you've got me here to do and what that looks like and so away we go. I like your, your connection with the Superman movie. Um, as you said, I thought, yeah, yeah, that, that's true. And in the Superman, certainly Superman 1, when Christopher Reeve was Superman, um, when his father leaves all the, the diamonds or whatever and, and Superman is there almost engaging with his history mm. and, and in that period of time kind of figures out who he actually is, what his destiny is, yeah. pivotal time in his understanding of his mm. of his destiny. Yep. I love that you've dated yourself with Absolutely. Christopher Reeve. Absolutely. I, I was thinking, I bet there are I was just thinking almost I, no one who's listening yeah. to this who knows who you're talking about <laughs> or what you're talking about. Well, as a 20-year-old, I'm just reflecting on history. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah. also raises a question. Was there a cavern in the wilderness that Jesus went to and, and, and put crystals that's in? The fortress like of solitude. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Icy um, oasis. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's a very compelling um, thought uh, to... to Put ourselves in the in the shoes of Jesus and think, okay, what was what was he processing? What did he discover? Uh, and it pushes against the assumption that I've always had that's either been, you know, whether it's just me or whether it's been infused upon me through the circles that I've been a part of, where you have this this sense where, well, Jesus really knows that he's he's God incarnate. He really knows that. So at any particular time, he'll just pull out the God mm. kind of identity and and mm. uh, and, and wow people. Um, and so the the process of thinking through the idea that he uh, in some way discovered uh, who he was and, and maybe as he understood the Hebrew scriptures and how uh, that uh, aligned with his own journey to mm. to Egypt and to Nazareth and um, and then you know that that claim uh, in the in the temple as a 12 year old it's really it's really quite powerful yeah. mm. um, and so there's a that that caused me to think well how's how's the identity of who Jesus is influenced? me um, and uh, I guess that's a question I wanted to pose you guys as we kind of round this little little section out uh, as you think about how Jesus has influenced you or how the identity of Jesus has influenced you is there a way that you'd answer that question yeah, there's a few things for me so I'd start by saying that sense of confidence that Jesus had in who he was and so that snapshot of him at his baptism and God speaking from heaven and saying this is my son mm. who I'm pleased with mm. not because of anything that he's done he's not the Messiah like all of the other places that God could have gone he starts there yeah. 
And so then seeing Jesus have the confidence throughout his life to not need to defend himself, to not need to say this is who I am, to be comfortable with the ambiguity, to be comfortable with the confusion and other people projecting stuff onto him um, <clears throat> is really staggering. And so for me, I'm regularly challenged when I read the Gospels about what it looks like to have that sense of security and that sense of identity and to not need to react to things and to not need to justify myself. I think there's a lot <clears throat> in Jesus' identity that's helpful around that. But the other thing that's really important for me is that Jesus doesn't just teach us what all of this stuff looks like, but he lives it. And so uh, that sense of Jesus being a model for life, that it's not just he's a good religious teacher who says you should all go and follow these rules, but that we actually see in his interactions with people, the priorities that he sets, the things that he does, that he's living out all of these things about what it looks like to live a life that is fully devoted to what God created us to be. Mm. That's really inspiring and then helps me again to just zoom in. So um, I have found uh, reflecting on that really important because it is hard and it is challenging and we get into theological conversations and a whole bunch of things that can take us all over the place. For me, Jesus is so important because it's the opportunity to just narrow back in and say again there's old testament questions there's a whole bunch of stuff in the new testament that's confusing and what does this mean and what does that look like for us at the end of the day i just want to keep coming back to jesus and say well what does he emphasize what does he focus on what does it look like to follow him and trust that if i can do that then everything else will take care of itself mm, that's good yeah you adrian uh, um no answered it Brilliantly. I, yeah. There's nothing really I'll, I'll add to that. And in that is the tension and the challenge, isn't it? You can go, yeah, this, this is what it means to live in, in light of who Jesus is, was, how he lived, his relationship with, with his father. What, what are the implications for us today? How do we live? Um, almost how do we live in the here and now as part of the kingdom of God, mindful of eternity? Mm-hmm. What, what does that look like as, mm-hmm. as Jesus tried to do as well so i think i'd agree with nate that in that it is as simple as that but also as as, as tension filled and challenging mm. as that absolutely mm. yeah mm. so it's a big comfort to me as well the the um, reference to uh, jesus baptism uh, I, I often come back to that and uh, it's one of the thoughts that came out in our retreat as well adrian uh, where we're identified or we identify ourselves or others identify us by so many different things so i'm a i'm a husband i'm a father um i you know i run a a small not-for-profit so i direct that or i lead that Uh, i've been a pastor uh you know i'm I'm a leader uh you know some would say that i I influence others so i'm an influencer all these different labels that are thrown my way as to these are the things that identify uh, identify me not only are they pressure from uh, outside but they build pressure within because I formulate this, you know, the, the, my job description as my identity or my, um, you know, the different things I'm supposed to be doing as, as who I am. Mm-hmm. And so to hear the clarity of what God the Father said to Jesus at that point of baptism, uh, where he didn't say you're Messiah, uh, he didn't say uh, you're, the, um, um, uh, you're the rescuer, uh, he didn't. He didn't say saviour. Uh, he didn't say rabbi. Uh, he said son, mm-hmm. and I'm well pleased with you. And so, um, I guess I take a real sense of personal uh, uh, release and rest um, in that 
um, reality that firstly I'm a child of God mm. and if I can operate in these other spheres, these other things that maybe I'm identified with, um, out of that place of being God's child, yeah. uh, I've got a feeling that can make a huge difference. It has and I think it, it will if I discipline myself to keep thinking that way. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, great. that's me. Um, look, thanks for talking through who Jesus is. We want to be able to uh, give some thought to why he came and, and, and what he did. Uh, but let's take a break before we do that. Thanks, guys. Thanks. You've been with Trav Johnson on the Access to Story podcast, discovering more about faith formation, culture, and the story of God. Remember, follow us on accessthestory.com or you can catch up with me on travjohnson.com.